John Vogel, NFL Draft Blitz, sitting with me here, is Dax Hollifield. And Dax, you just got finished up with down there at the Tropical Bowl. Great week, by the way. It was an awesome week. And Yeah, it was great. Great opportunity. Great experience. Had a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of scouts out there. So, yeah, made the most of it. Oh, man. Yeah. So, I counted 25 teams. I heard there were a yeah. few that were not wearing their affiliated uh, teams. Uh, so, there may have been mm-hmm. a few. I think they said 31, um, which is – I think it was everybody but Arizona. So really good opportunity yeah. for you. Talk about that week, man. Some of the things that you were able to take away from it. Um, tell me, man, like, what did you think? What did, what, what was the big thing that happened for you down there? I mean, it was a great experience to show my athletic ability and stuff like that. I feel like there's a lot of questions going into like this pre-draft process about how good I was and how good I am in space and if I can cover if I can move as well and be a three down linebacker. And I, I really feel like I, I proved that to be right or wrong that I can do all those things. And so that really went well. Um, practices went really well. Uh, two back-to-back good days of one-on-one, seven-on-seven team. I really showed that I can play in the box. And um, yeah, when I'm out there being asked to cover, I can do that as well. And in front of a bunch of scouts, uh, going through individual drill, having fast feet, um, good hips, low pad level. That's really what I've been focusing on these past uh, month or two since we finished up the season. And it really showed out there. Yeah, it did. And you looked like you were a step faster, you know, because mm-hmm. that was the thing was, like you said, athletic concerns, coverage, this and that. You looked a step faster. I was talking to guys on the sideline and we were saying, you know, I said that. I said, he, he looks he looks mm-hmm. better now. And he goes, yeah, yeah, no, no. It was it was consensus. Bro, I'm yeah. telling you, I really don't. I my my goal is not to sit here and hype you guys up all the time, right? Like my goal mm-hmm. is to be as realistic as I possibly can with you, be as straight up real. But everybody's talking about Dax Hallfield on that sideline. I'm telling yeah. you, walking up and down it, talking to scouts, different, you know, people and mm-hmm. stuff. Everybody was talking about it the first day of practice. And that was great for you. And I thought yeah. that was that was well uh what's the word I'm looking for? Well deserved, you know, because mm-hmm. the thing that pops about you, I think on tape is your instincts, right? You yeah. have fantastic instincts and you're constantly, you can move through traffic. You don't have any issues doing that. You do that consistently. Way, it, it's like you, there's, there's something else there, you know, that helps you with that. Sometimes I find that we do that. We, we can kind of figure out where that came from by going back into the past. And I think for you, when did football start for you? What position were you playing? Yeah. What were you doing? Um, football started at an early age for me. I'm a I'm a coach's son. My dad just retired um, from being a high school football coach in State North Carolina for the past 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, also, was a head basketball coach in my high school for the past 16. So, growing up a coach's son, I was always on the sideline um, on Friday nights, always in the gym. Um, just really always around athletes I looked up to growing up, and that's really where it started for me. Uh, started playing Little League when I was about in the second grade. Um, I was overweight, so I, I couldn't run the ball. But playing in the trenches, playing D-line, almost a line, that's really where the physicality, I learned a lot of that. Um, getting to middle school, I transitioned to linebacker. Uh, and that's where I really started out there. It was my bread and butter. And um, you know, went through high school, had a really successful high school career. I was on a really good team for all four years. I started a lot of games, won three state championships in high school, uh, got pretty highly recruited. Had a bunch of uh, options and finally chose Virginia Tech to go play for legendary Bud Foster. Uh, mm-hmm. And he he really 
just that lunch pail mentality, that blue collar mentality is what I'm all about. And so that's, I felt that that place really fit me really well and uh, love that place. That's home for me. And I was there for five years, played all five, started as a true freshman, played all five, two-time captain. And uh, yeah, I'm here. That's where I'm at now. It's been a great, it's been a great journey. Yeah, I've learned a lot, um, done a lot. And so, yeah, it's been it's really, crazy. It's went really well. We're talking 48 starts here, man, over the last five years. That's a pretty mm-hmm. insane number. And obviously having the COVID year probably helped a lot too, right? I did. You know, eight, the ACC, you know, you had the advantage where they didn't cancel the season. They rescheduled. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they went with an all-conference slate. And that really helped you out in the sense that, you know, you had the opportunity to go out and and play right away. As opposed to schools like in the Pac-12 and the Big Ten that kind of, you know, canceled their season straight up. You mm-hmm. didn't have that issue. You were able to, you guys were able to refocus and you knew what was going on. And that was an advantage, you know, to you. Yep. Uh, so that probably is it. That sums it up right there is you play defensive line, you know, and I think, mm-hmm. you know, offensive defensive line, you kind of understand run gaps. You understand you know, how important those things are. And that's, I to me, that's what it sounds like helps you pick yeah. up on, you know, playing free as a linebacker, coming downhill, filling those gaps and having that that instinct, that vision to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you go hit it. So I think that's probably where it came from. But let's uh let's go down the rabbit hole a little bit more with but about Coach Foster, you know, because obviously he retired while you were there. Yeah. And there was, you know, there was, I'm not going to say there was a note, there was, no, I'm going to say there's a noticeable difference when he left in the defense and the way yeah. that you guys played, right? How much of that was on Coach Foster? What were some of the things that you were able to learn from him specifically, you know, and carry on forward with you and apply to your game? I would say the big thing about him was just playing for your brother, like playing for the guy right next to you. Like I, I understood how to be a great teammate and you'd be a a solid guy on the field from my other, the guy, the left, the 10 guys around me coming out of high school, but it it was on a, another level there at VT under, under coach Foster. He, the difference, like he, he didn't allow you not to run the ball each and every play. Like you're going to sell out each and every play for your brother because you're going to do the same thing for you. And it just so on down the line. And that really is where it translated for me. It's just like play, Clearing us off each and every play, and, and the outcome will, will take care of itself, in my opinion. Just that mentality really transitioned, um, really resonated with me, and I really, really liked that. We had a bunch of great leaders on my younger teams, and it was just a really overall a great experience. Um, but once he once he left, that was sort of lost. Just that fiery mentality he brought with it uh, was definitely a difference not, not having him there. I mean, that, he's, he's the guy. Coach Beamer was a head coach, but he's the guy that had all those great defenses in the past, and and the D'Angelo Halls, the the um, uh, Cam Chancellors, uh, all those all those great guys that came out of there. He was the guy that was developing them and teaching them how to play every snap like it was their last. And that's that's he's one of he was one of the guys that built VT, and that it was an honor playing for him. So yeah. So let's go to 2021 a little bit. There's a question I want to ask you about. And that's because I, I have a little story behind yeah. this. So opening night to 2000, uh, 2021, you guys played North Carolina on a Thursday yep. night. I was deployed when you all played that game 
and I was in Kuwait. I was about mm-hmm. it was like eight or it was an eight hour difference uh, from when you guys kicked to like, you know, so it was very early in the morning. It's like 3 a.m. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or like, it was very early in the morning. I've taken yeah. a nap so I could get up and watch the games. But so as you, you guys have that thing that you do at Virginia Tech, obviously, where it's a sandstorm. Uh, you play the sandstorm, everybody gets hyped up into that. After playing a year, basically in an empty stadium, mm-hmm. having a, a full stadium that day, getting it rocked out. You guys went out there, if I'm remembering correctly, you got the win too over Sam Howell oh, yeah. in North he Carolina. Was, they were a top 10 team. He was mm-hmm. coming in, projected number one pick overall. Um, Heisman favorite coming in that year. And yeah. um, we had gotten beat by him the year before. Uh pretty bad during COVID. We had a bunch of guys out, like quarter of our team was out with COVID that mm-hmm. game. So wasn't a great game. First time losing to them. I'm from North Carolina. So we, we the whole entire off season, we made a big deal about going out, going in there and, and beating them. They lost a lot of guys. So we, they knew, we knew they were going to be beatable. Um, and we really, I think being like 14 and seven or something like that. So it was like a defensive battle, but we it really was. played them good. Uh, one, of the, one of the best memories I've had. I mean, like you said, not having fans for over a year. Um, and that's one of the big reasons you go to VT, you run out inner Sandman. Like that's, it's incredible. 67,000 rocking. It's unlike any other uh, atmosphere in the entire country. So that's a yeah. great experience. Got the dub, got a pick, uh, went and went and gave my ball, the ball to my dad. And um, yeah, it was, it was a great night. It was awesome, man. It was like, mm-hmm. I remember watching that entry. I'm granted now it's three in the morning where I am and I'm thousands and thousands of miles away. And I still remember I was like like the happy tears, right? Like this is like, this is so beautiful. Yeah. It's so amazing. It was like so the first awesome. game back too of like in talk oh. like in college football. Like yeah. so it was pretty pretty cool experience to be it was awesome. to play that game. So let's talk about your game. Cause you got a game. Like that's the thing, right? Uh mm-hmm. I talked already about your instincts. I think that that's probably the, the biggest, most important aspect of your game, the thing that you do the best is just having a natural feel for the play, moving into position, making good tackles, working through traffic. So if you take away instincts, what do you think are some of those underrated things that you do really well that people, you know, perhaps I'm going to say media, because obviously the NFL knows what you can do. It's the people in the yeah. media that talk. What do you think they haven't picked up on yet about you? Honestly, my biggest thing is preparation. Mm-hmm. And like, you're not going to find a guy that knows the X's and O's as well as me on the field. I truly believe that. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to understand every tendency they have. Uh, every, every offensive tendency they have. Um, if it's third down, third medium, I know what kind of what what route concept is coming. And so just being being able to play anticipated football is huge for a linebacker and huge for a guy like me that has good instincts and 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 do all that. And so being prepared, going throughout the week, watching all their games, um, watching all all the situational tape you can, um, really helps me out during when it, when the lights come on and. Um, just look, being from the greater Charlotte area of North Carolina, growing up watching Luke Keekley, I mean, he was my idol. And so, like, I mean, that's what he's known for is just being so prepared, knowing what the play is going on before pre-snap. And so just being able for me to take that and apply it to my game has really helped me. And that's really where I feel like people don't always see um, that necessarily on the, from the film. But that's that's really where I feel like the difference is when it comes to my game. So if you have, if you have, you know, you had school, obviously get a a normal week of prep, 
how many extra hours were you putting in at Virginia Tech and pit tape study, whatever you were doing to prep for a game per week? Oh my gosh. I'd say at least 25. 25 additional hours on top of? It has to, because I mean, I watch, I'm in the facility all day. So I get in the facility around eight every morning. I don't leave and we practice at five. So we'll, we'll get done around nine probably. And that whole day I'll go to one class um, or two, and then I'll be back in the facility watching tape and so and just meeting with coaches. So, I mean, yeah, it has to be at least 25. I, mean, I, I treat it as a job. I treat it as my nine to five. You know, I think, like I think you're treating you, it more like 40 there. Like, yeah, but like, it's, it's just, that's just what it takes. I mean, that's what the great suit. That's what, that's what being a professional is, you know, just going to work every day with the same mindset and same attitude. And, and yeah, that's how you treat us. I mean, I want to be a coach on the field. And so I watch what the coaches do each and every day and that's what they do. So, I mean, I feel like the recipe is pretty simple. He's got to, if you want your, if you want your job to be playing a league for a long time, you got to, that's got to be your job. You got to go in there every day and get the most out of her. That's it's pretty simple in my opinion. So. What are you benching and what are you squatting right now? If you have this well, kind of mentality, you know, like what's, what is your max here, man? I love the weight room. I really did. I won uh, uh strength condition. It was called the iron Hokey. Mm-hmm. It's our big strength condition award. Won that so it was it was it's pretty awesome uh I, I my bench is probably my lowest thing 355 but then i power clean 385 and i squat 575 something like that i think it might be close to 600 but yeah it, it's pretty good I, my, my, my favorite thing is yeah the pretty good my, okay like 385 power clean that was big for me i always wanted to get four or five but I thought 385 was a pretty good number. So. No, 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 that's pretty good. That's pretty good, Dex. Yeah. Let's, Mr. Modest over here. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> hey, <laughs> oh, just a two-time right Iron Hokey Award winner. You know, no big deal. You know? <laughs> I just, I don't know. It's, I love the way I love being with my brothers. I love working hard each and every day. It's just the mindset you got to have. That's what the best do, you know? Like, you hear, like, Kobe talk about it all the time. Just even Ray Lewis, just like, you got to go hard as you can each and every day and stack the days on top of each other and everything takes care of itself. Like, I truly believe that if you just go, if you ring it all out each and every day, the outcome is going to take care of itself. Yeah. Eventually. So, yeah. So what, what is the biggest thing, you know, you obviously mentioned a couple of things that you've really worked on this off season, but as you continue your training, mm-hmm. you know, because football is a very, it's a game that forces you to really self-evaluate a lot yeah. and constantly and constantly looking for improvements, sustains things that you're going to change. So as you continue on, you know, after this tropical bowl performance, you went out there and you proved that you can do these things. What are the next things, you know, that you're going to be working on as you get mm-hmm. ready for, I don't know if you're going to, I hope you get an NFL combine invite, but your pro day, like what, what are those yeah. things that you're looking to improve on? The game is getting faster each and every year. So for me right now, dropping weight, um, trying to get down between 230 and 235. Mm-hmm. I played around 245 last year. And that extra 10 pounds actually does help a lot when it comes to just being an extra, like you said, having a an extra step faster. You know, it's just, it really doesn't matter. Playing, um, being able to play man on slot would be huge for me. It's all about third down. You either have to rush the passer get to the quarterback or be able to play man. And so that's where it's tough for a lot of linebackers is we're used to sitting back there reading, playing zone. But, like, 
it, it's all about third down in NFL. And if you can find a place to be in on third down, then you're going to get paid. And that's where I'm really trying to like hone in and, and sharpen my axe either in man um, on tight ends or, or slots like that, or be able to come off the edge and rush the passer and getting, getting some blitz packages. So that's where right now I'm trying to work on is, is man coverage and, and pass rush. So, and also dropping weight. So that's that. What is, what are some of the things that you can do, you know, to improve on those kind of things? Like what are like specifically, like what, what mm-hmm. are some of the training things that you're working on with that? It's honestly, so honestly, eating very lean right now, trying to get down the lowest, lowest body fat percentage as possible mm-hmm. is, um, is number one. But like coverage is a lot like dancing. It's uh, the footwork has to be very precise, very, very crisp, no, no wasted steps. It's a lot like dancing. So the smoother, the better, the, the better you're in and out of your breaks is all that really matters. Really doesn't matter how fast you go at it. If you're in and out of your breaks really fast and precise and efficient, you're going to be able to cover mostly anybody. And the more you do it, the faster you get at it. It's just repetition. And also the same as pass rushing, be able to use your hands and, and just having good placement on uh, all the linemen knocking their hands down, getting past them, being able to bend. And that's really where it is. It's just repetition and doing things over and over again, very precise. And then when it comes to the game time, when the lights come on, you can do it because you've done it a thousand times, you know? And so that's really what I'm trying to hone in right now on. Yeah. And it's a, let's like upper and lower body uh, synchronicity, I guess is a word mm-hmm. some people use, right? Where you just yep. in sync. And you see yep. certain pass rushers, like the guy who went first overall last year. I mean, he's obviously not your your mm-hmm. type of same position, but the guy who went first overall last year, that was his biggest thing on tape that showed, right? Is yep. his ability to work, you know, his upper body and his lower body so efficiently mm-hmm. in sync with each other. Um, so that's I think you're on the right track with that and the dancing. I like that too. That's yeah, that's a good way I mean, to you, describe it. If you watch the Bosa brothers, man, they're just technicians, like mm-hmm. when they when they pass rush is so precise, they know what they're doing. It's so calm, but at the same time, so violent. And it's, it's, it just takes practice and doing things very uh, meticulous. Like it's very meticulous art. It's an art. Pass rushing is an art plan. Mm-hmm. Plan man is an art. And it's, it's a beautiful thing to see when it's done well. So trying to watch those guys in the off season, trying to sort of like pick their brains not, not pick the brain. I'm not talking to them, but just like, right watch and figure out what they're doing so, and, and, and implement it into my game. It's going to be huge for me. So, yeah. So how do you learn? What do you, what type of a learner are you? I'm a, I can learn anyway. Uh, every scout asks me that same question. It's crazy. It's, it's like the number one question a scout will ask you. Um, one-on-one is great. I always love getting on the board with somebody that's willing to teach me. If somebody's willing to teach me something, I'm going to learn it. You know, like I really, I'm, I'm a good student. Well, it was a good student. I just graduated. So, um, no, you're always really, a student, right? Like, you're no doubt, a student, student of the game. game. Yeah. But I really took pride in my grades. And, and if somebody's willing to teach me something, I'm willing to learn it. I think there's so much value in somebody trying, in one-on-one, trying to show you what they truly believe in. And, I get a coach that's trying to I just want to I want to understand the way he sees defense and try to and try to implement that and 
mirror that as best as I can because then there's an image in his head of how he wants things to be done. And it might, and I just want to get to know that as best as I can to, to get the job done for him. Cause that's the best way you, that's the best, those are the best defenses that all work as one. And the coach knows his players, the players knows their coach. Like it's, that's the, that's how the way it's supposed to be done. So that's how I, the best I learn is probably one-on-one with a board. But like I said, I can learn anyway. Um, just from going in there, watching film, uh, heck, you're studying the playbook, just going over, reading the pages. I really can learn anyway, but that's probably my best way is one-on-one. So you said that that's the number one thing the scouts ask you, you know, the yeah. number one question. What about, like, um, I guess the question, my question on that to bounce off of is how many did talk to you? I've only talked to four scouts. I, to- I talked to four scouts at the Tropical Bowl, um, right. the Steelers, the Jags, the Bears, and the Dolphins. And all four conversations went, went really well. Uh, enjoyed it a lot. Uh, definitely some weird questions, you know. Um, sort of try to throw you off. And um, But you you do interviews a lot uh, growing up in high school, like getting recruited, do a lot of interviews like that. Mm-hmm. Getting into college, you got to stand in front of the podium. Talk. So you're sort of used to it. But some, some weird questions, definitely. But – they just want to see how you react to them and, and really try to see who you truly are as a person. It's not some facade people put on. So, Oh yeah. No, no, I, that's what I always like to tell you guys. I don't think I did this time because you got my abbreviated speech before we get started. Normally it's a little bit longer, uh, but we talked to the hotel and stuff. So mm-hmm. you know, we're a little bit familiar with each other, but it was more of a, what I, what I usually say is I'm not going to throw you a curveball because it's not yeah. my job. That's the NFL's job. Why am I going to try to pretend to be the NFL? <laughs> but, you know, so again, going right back to that, where you kind of been talking about here, you know, being true to yourself and all that stuff. That's all important stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that even in the media, you have to hold yourself accountable to that too, as well. Um, 100%. The last thing I guess I have for you, dude, is what is that impression that you're trying to leave with an NFL team during an interview about who you are, what kind of player you're going to bring into the locker room. Cause I mean, ultimately mm-hmm. they're looking for guys that are going to fit. So what is yeah. that impression with you that you try to leave? For me, whatever they need from me, I'm, I'm, I'm a team first guy. Um, that don't matter if that's running down on kickoff playing, being a, a four core special teams guy playing fullback. Um, I don't care if there's a job to be done and somebody comes to me and asks me to get it done. I'm going to do that. Uh, I don't really care about my role. I just want to make the the 53 man or just have an opportunity to make it. And and that's really, that's who I am. You know, I really care about, I put team success over my individual success every day. I truly believe that leads to individual success. And, um, but I really don't care about that. That's, I'm all about the team. I want to do it. I want to do what it takes to get the job done. And at the end of the day, that's really all that matters for me is, and that's what I want. That's the legacy I want to leave from for the player that I want to be is, is that. It's good stuff, man. And I think, I think you're going to do really well. And, you know, you've already got a really good mindset in terms of you're talking, you're talking about understanding third down and, and mm-hmm. you've already, you get it. You got to be on the field on third down to make money in linebacker right now. Exactly. And that's the toughest thing to do. You know, that's, that's great that you already got that. Cause there's a lot of dudes that, you know, they come through this process. They don't understand that. Yeah. Um, so just you being a coach's son, having an understanding of the game, uh, the, the study that you're doing, you it is all going to fall into place, bro. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of time before it does. And uh, I'm just grateful 
that I got to witness it and I get to see it happen. So good luck to you, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You do a great job, you know, staying positive through this process. It's a negative process, you know, but I don't have any concerns about you struggling through it at all. Yeah. So looking forward to it. You know, I mean, it's something I've been waiting for my whole entire life. I mean, you dream as a kid about going through this process. I mean, I wanted to be an NFL player ever since, as long as I can remember, you know, I'm truly grateful that I'm able to be in this position I am right now. And I'm going to make the most of every, every day I got in it. So that's really my mindset and that's how I'm going to approach it. So, yeah, appreciate you though. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, of course, man. Thank you.